Are you bored? Many people complain about the monotony of their lives, that they're stuck in routines, in a rut, going through the same motions. And very often that actually leads us to seek out some novelty, sometimes healthy and very often not healthy. Would you be surprised to know that there's actually a method, a time-tested, several-thousand-year-old method of achieving renewal in your life? And not through any pills and not through buying anything and not through anything outside of you. It's all within. It's accessing a certain power. And as we begin the new year, we have even more strength to reach that inner force of renewability. We'll call it renewable energy. So please join me this important discussion. A new year, a new me. Hi, this is Simon Jacobson. Happy New Year. Shana Tova. We will be speaking about exactly that, a new year, a new me. This program is dedicated in honor of Yerachmiel Levi ben Moshe Aaron. May his neshama have an aliyah. Are you bored? Are you bored with your life? Many people, if not all, at some point, and very often, talk about the monotony of their lives, stuck in a routine, in a rut, in the daily grind, and not feeling anything fresh, exciting, and making ends meet, trying our best. But there's something about the human being that becomes extremely restless and even disoriented when we feel that state of stagnation. Now, very often, that will lead people to find some type of novelty, some rush, some high. It could come from a healthy place, but could also come from, any un- from, from unhealthy places, which it often does. To do anything to relieve that monotony, to relieve that boredom. Well, I'm here to tell you And you may be surprised to know that there's a method, a time-tested method that can allow you to achieve true renewal. No matter how old you are, no matter how experienced you are, no matter how jaded you are, how skeptical or cynical. And this is not through taking a pill or through any force outside of you. It's within you. You have that resource. So it's like we have certain muscles We have other uh, tools and faculties. We have the ability to renew ourselves. And this time of year is when it's easiest to trigger and generate that force, the new year, and hence, the new year, a new me. So let's begin with a principle 
which is a principle taught in, in mysticism, in Kabbalah, and especially elaborated upon by Rabbi Shneir Zalman of Liadi, is the concept of perpetual renewal. That this universe, and every aspect of it, every fiber of existence, every cell, every microcell, is constantly being renewed every second, every millisecond. The fact that we don't see it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Now, if I said this to you 200 years ago, 500 years ago, people would say, okay, people of faith have this belief. Maybe some people would make sense. Some people would say it's crazy. But today, this is common knowledge. You don't need to be a scientist to know that we don't live in a dead universe. There's a constant pulsating energy. It's a dynamic universe. What you see with, our, with your eyes and what you hear with your ears is just the outer surface. Beneath it lie the elements which are made up of molecules, which are made up of atoms, which are made up of subatomic particles, sub-subatomic. And we haven't even gotten, we don't even know how far down the rabbit hole one can go. The human being, we're not just made up of limbs and organs. These limbs and organs are made up of all kinds of forces, all the way down to the cellular structure, the DNA. Things that are minuscule and invisible to the eye. But that's what shapes, these are the building blocks of existence. And they interact in fascinating ways. I mean, much of technology today, mobile technology, has been able to transcend the differences between time and space, where I can speak to you right now, wherever you may be. We could see each other, and so on, which once would have been considered a miracle or a complete craziness. Because there are forces at work, whether it's quantum, the quantum world, whether it's a world of electricity, the world of, of nuclear energy, electromagnetism, gravity, invisible forces, but clearly exist. So it's not a, um, it not, it shouldn't shock anyone to, to understand that there is energy. Energy lies within matter, and it's actually equivalent to matter. E equals mc squared. Energy and matter are irreversible, interchangeable. Take a piece of wood, classic example, and you burn it. It turns into a flame, into fire, gives off warmth, heat, light. You've taken matter, and you've revealed and you can say more than reveal, release the energy within it. You boil water, it turns into gas. You freeze water, it turns into ice. Ice, water, gas. Three states of the same element. So to get back to the concept, therefore, so not only is there energy within matter, there's renewable energy. And it's constantly being renewed. So if you think about it, you and I, and everything in existence is in a constant perpetual state of, renew, of, of being renewed. So how is it possible then that we feel bored? We feel trapped? We feel like we're just doing the same thing? <clears throat> in the words of Ecclesiastes, where he says, a generation comes and a generation goes and there's nothing new under the sun. The answer is, the mystics explain, because this energy is packaged is concealed within a static universe. 
with what appears to be a static universe, I should say. So imagine throwing an object into the sea. If you didn't know better, it disappears. But it didn't disappear. It's just concealed. It's submerged. And what we see is only the surface level. So if I were to give you a package, and the package looks very innocent, innocuous, you have no idea what's inside it. It could be brimming with tremendous power. But the package on the surface level seems quite consistent. Look at nature itself. Nature seems to be very boring. You can predict exactly when the sun will rise. You can know when the seasons come and go as we move from spring to winter. I'm sorry, from autumn to winter and from winter to spring and from spring to summer and from summer to autumn. The nature of species, whether it's in the mineral world or the vegetable world or the world of the animal world or the humans, all predictable routines like clockwork. Yes, there are variations, there are surprises, but even that often is also part of a structure. But when you, when you study it a bit better, you realize, yes, there's an outer structure, an outer clockwork, predictability, determinism, but there are inner forces that are constantly brewing and brimming. And that's the perpetual energy that we're talking about. So indeed, the way I explain Rosh Hashanah, New Year, it's not just a new year on the calendar and we change the number of the year and so on, but it's actually newness has entered into existence, a new energy. But it's up to us to recognize it and to access it. So the first step in any form of feeling new and renewed is awareness. If you're convinced that you're just, God forbid, a stale, deteriorating piece of matter, or even if not deteriorating, but definitely not growing, then you have, in a way, written your own script. So the most important thing is to align, our, is to align ourselves and be aware that you are something new all the time. And we see it every morning when you wake up hopefully refreshed. It's like a new lease on life. Now you'll say, one second, but I wake up with all the baggage and with all the depression and all the fears and insecurities I went to sleep with. So there's nothing new at all. So there you have the perfect example of the clash. The outer you and the inner you. The inner you is constantly being refreshed, but the outer you can be trapped in a world of routines which in turn turns into the monotony that we've been discussing. So the challenge is to become aware, firstly, that there's another part of you that is not subject to that wear and tear and grind of routine and habit and all that comes with it. And then once you're aware, comes step two is how do you access it? But remember, awareness is always have the cure. Because awareness means, okay, it's there. If I knew there's a treasure, then I'll dig for it. If I don't even know there's a treasure, obviously I'm not going to do anything about it. So let's begin with step one. How do you become aware? So there's the concept of what we often talk about, bittel. It's a Hebrew word 
B-I-T-T-U-L. It's a combination of, hard to translate in one word, of, of humility, modesty, but above all, suspending yourself, suspending your preconceived notions, suspending your prejudices and biases, and allowing yourself to be open to a new experience. Now think of it this way. You're, not, you're in a place where you're really like not feeling good one day. A friend calls and says, hey, I know you're, in the, you're, you're, you're tangled up in blues, you're in a bad mood, or you want to be alone, but there's a party tonight. Come along with me. Nah, 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 I'm not in the place. I don't want to spoil your party, and I don't want to... It's not where I am right now. You, and, and you as a friend insist. And you schlep them there. You get them there. And the person comes with this negative attitude. Even if there's a lot of good things happening and beautiful people to meet and all kinds of opportunities, if you're not in that place and you're not open to it, obviously you're not going to be able to benefit from it. So the first step is to take, not take yourself so seriously. And what I mean by that is not, God forbid, to see yourself as, um, as, as uh, a doormat. But don't take your, your, your trappings and your locked place so seriously. That's called bittal. Open yourself up to another experience. You're about to climb a mountain. Instead of saying, you know, I'm a person that just sees things in a myopic way, open yourself up. There's possibilities. You start climbing. Wow. You go higher. That's what adventure is about. That's what a sense of free abandon is about. That's how we open ourselves up. So it's the first step is that awareness that there are possibilities, that it's not exactly as you have it all figured out. Now, it might sound so simple on paper, but it's actually one of the greatest traps and the hardest things to get beyond is yourself. We become our own worst enemy. No, nothing new for me. For me, it's over. Let the young people, the idealistic dreamers, I've already been hurt, I've been disappointed, my dreams have been shattered, promises have been broken, relationships have been severed, I've been betrayed. Even if all that is true, but that's not the end of your story. So just open yourself up. You have a life to live. There's a narrative that's still unfolding. The last thing you want to do is become part of the problem. Where you are writing the script of the next chapters because that's the only thing you know is what happened in the past. And I'm speaking even if a person has good reason. In truth, in life, there's positive things and there are challenging things. So the first thing is awareness. And that awareness comes from Number one, in getting to that awareness, to not be convinced that whatever you have figured out already is the only way to look at things. To put it a little more softly, there's other options. I'm not going to say you're totally wrong, even though you may be, but there are other options. Be open to another perspective. It's the sign of any intelligent person that maybe there is another way to look at it. Now, when people are really entangled and really, um, uh, what's the word, trapped, and become victims of their circumstances, it's very difficult to tell them there's another option. Because they're convinced. That person is convinced this is it. They know exactly what they know, without question, what is the story. That's why it's so important to know that you also have a resource called, there are other options. There are other ways of looking at it. 
If you need someone to help you, and we all can use that, in the words of the Talmud, a person who's tied up in fetters, is tied up in ropes, can't free themselves. If you're in a pit, you can't climb out of it. You need someone to throw you a rope or give you a hand. So find someone you can trust. Now, of course, people say, well, I have no one I can trust. All the people I trusted betrayed me. So I'm familiar with this because I've heard this many, many times. But you cannot give up. You give up on yourself. Nobody can help someone that is not ready to help themselves. Now, what would I say to someone that is in that complete despair, resignation, fatalism? If they're listening, if you're listening to this, I would say just know it's not, it's possible that you don't have it all figured out. Just, and, and this is a vote of confidence in you. I don't need you to believe in me. I'm trying to say that I believe in you and you have something in you. My experience has taught me that everybody has that pilot flame of hope. Sometimes it's very concealed from us and we're not conscious of it, but it could be reignited. Or it's lit, it could be fanned and, become, and we become conscious and aware of it. So in this category, the first step is to make sure that you don't have it all figured out and know there's other opportunities, other options. But there's a second point in this awareness. And sometimes that becomes the first step to take. And that is to become aware. And how do you become aware? You read about it. I remember receiving a note from someone after my book, Toward a Meaningful Life, was published. They read, for the first time, they read about the idea of perpetual renewal. And wanted to hear more information. So I sent more, I sent original texts and so on. So just hearing about another way of looking at it, even though you may not be open yet to embrace it, is also part of awareness. And studying it. There's nothing wrong beginning with a cognitive journey where your mind is exploring this concept of renewal. Just like it's fascinating to learn about the subatomic world or about the inner cellular structures of what's going on. Look how fascinated we are, these nature shows, and they take us, especially when they take us into that microscopic world. We see things that the naked eye usually doesn't see. It's fascinating. See, even if you don't personalize it yet, that's also a way of getting to achieving new awareness. It's like more knowledge. Learn about perpetual renewal, I assure you, will have an impact. So one way is, as I said, recognizing that you don't have it all figured out and opening yourself up. Another is actually learning something new, and that in turn can speak to your emotions that may be trapped or locked. I remember giving a class years ago, and I mentioned they were on the table there were oranges and coffee beans and some other refreshments. And I said, you know, that in each one of these objects, there's this perpetual energy. There's energy that's constantly being renewed. And I remember someone sitting to my right here, and she says, her name was Michelle, she says to me, do you actually see that? So I, I said, I can't say I can see it, but I can sense it. I, 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 it's, not, it's not just faith. So it's understandable that life is not just what you see on the surface level. And I remember, <laughs> she says, how much acid did you drop in your life? 
only if you took acid can you speak that way. And then she started sharing about her. She was at Berkeley in the late 50s when the experiments began with LSD and students uh, volunteered. She said, that's where you learned that. I said, I've never dropped any acid. But I learned Shari Yechad I learned that text of Rabbi Shneir Zalman that I referred to earlier about perpetual, and we, and perpetual creation, perpetual renewal, perpetual energy. And began a long discussion. Everybody started sharing their experiences. It was quite fascinating. I don't want to digress. But the point being is that it's, there's no question that that's a deeper reality. And when you see it, you know, there was a time when they thought that deep, deep, deep down below the, the depths of the sea, there was no life possible. The p- water pressure was too high. It was too dark. There wasn't anything that would allow for life to survive. And then they discovered there's a whole world out there, or down there, I should say, that not only survives, it it thrives on this type of environment. Yes, it's surprising to us, but it tells us, hey, you know what? We don't have it all figured out under certain conditions and certain type of creatures. They thought outer space, nothing can really survive. Nothing on earth can survive in outer space. Again, due to lack of oxygen, the pressure, everything would die. But then there was an experiment. They think the Europeans sent, sent, a, uh, sent a ship to outer space with certain creatures. I'm trying to remember what they were called. And they, now, they just survived. They had an adaptability that they went into this like state with their vital... Life force remained intact. Everything else went to a slumber, into a comatose state, and they survived. So time and again, we find new things. Bring it back to our story. There is inside of you constant renewable energy. So learning about it, discovering it, recognize that you don't have it all figured out based on your past experiences is the first step. It's called awareness. Step number two is access. We'll call the two A's, awareness and then access. How do you access it? You access it by acting that way. We'll start with behavioral access. There's deeper ways of doing it, but let's start with the behavioral. Behavioral means, going back to the example I gave earlier, you may be going to this party. Instead of coming in with that mood of yours, instead of that negative attitude that it won't work and it's not for you and you just begrudgingly there and you try to get run home as soon as you can and roll up under a blanket or something, fake it. I don't like the expression fake it till you make it even though it does have value. I don't know, for some reason it always rubs me a bit wrong, but the idea we all understand, what means fake it? Not fake it, be a hypocrite, a liar duplicitous, meaning don't take your mood so seriously. Allow yourself to go with it. Someone speaking to you, have a nice conversation. Get beyond yourself. That's called accessing. You do something. Action has tremendous power. That thought and speech, as powerful as they are, they don't have the power of an act. When you act in a new way, it often begins to access the energy that's there. That's the most powerful part. If I said to you, act, and there's nothing there, you'll say, you know, how long can I keep up this act? But we're, talk- 
excuse me. But we're talking about accessing something that's part of who you are. It would be just like someone who said, you know what, I can't run a marathon. I don't have the conditioning for it. I don't have the strength. I don't have the stamina. And then you hear that the person did train, <coughs> conditioned themselves, and ran the marathon, a 24-mile marathon. And if you ask them a few years ago, they say, no, no way. What happened? The person became a new person? No. They discovered that muscles have more power than you think, more potential, and if you access them by running one mile, then a second mile, and a third mile, and slowly, slowly, you access that which was there already. Or you develop it, but it's not something like a new gift. A person was born one morning, and I know I can run a marathon of 24 miles. The same thing is here, and even more so. The spirit of the human being, the soul of the human being, and that is where, that's the reservoir where this energy, all it is is really energy. And energy, by definition, is alive and kicking, and perpetually so. So another way of saying what I said earlier, I was speaking more in simple language, was to move beyond the body psyche to the soul psyche. The body psyche is one, as I said, which is very much in a stationary and a sedentary mode. You know, you need to sit in your couch potato. I'm going to sit, do nothing. The soul and the spirit is like a burning flame. A flame cannot sit in one place. It's constantly restless, always flickering, always reaching upward. And these are the two forces within you. The body and the material, the outer surface, can create the illusion of stagnation, static. Nothing's moving. But within, beneath it, it's filled with unbelievable life and energy. So the awareness, number one, of that force inside you, and two, accessing by acting on it. Every day, add something beautiful in your life. Do another kind act. You're not in the mood. doesn't matter. Do it anyway. That, in turn, will trigger. It's like a key that will unlock those, those forces of the spirit, the renewable energy that's inside of you, the perpetual energy. That's on a behavioral level, simply behavioral. There's obviously deeper levels. If you take upon yourself, let's say, a partner to study with, to read something spiritual, to actually study about these matters that we're discussing now, then the awareness plus that study can begin to trigger as well. And it's not just behavioral. It's not just because you're acting and that's why he's doing it. It actually changes your mindset. I've spoken a lot recently about immersing yourself in your spiritual spa. Spa. S-P-A. Study, prayer, action. Cognitive conditioning emotional conditioning, and behavioral conditioning. So the behavioral we spoke about. The cognitive, we've also spoken like an awareness and study, but also it's about a different mindset. So it's not just saying, okay, I'm going to study something, but you're actually changing your mindset. And emotional um, conditioning is changing your feelings, which may sometimes be the hardest part. There are many things we can understand, and we'll say, you know what, I understand it, but it's not for me. Either our fears or our other emotional uh, feelings resist. 
So fine, G- begin wherever you like. You can begin from the behavioral, the A in spa, the action. You can begin from study the cognitive, and then work your way to the emotional. The point is that you want all three involved, obviously, because that's when the transformation happens. So what we're talking about is moving from a static place to discovering that energy within and using your mind, heart, and actions and behavior to become a permanent part of your life. Because it's one thing to get inspired, okay, I'm inspired, and so on. But you want to maintain it. You want to sustain it. You want to sustain that perpetual renewal in your life. So I say to you, my friends, as we just entered the new year and a new energy has entered into the cosmos and into our personal lives, both on the macrocosmos, macrocosm, and microcosmos, the microcosm, we have an opportunity, a tremendous unprecedented opportunity to access it. So awareness and access. And we do whatever it takes, whatever direction. It's like getting in, into a place that's locked within us. You want to go through the door, go through a window, through the roof. Obviously, we're doing, talk, talking about doing it in a, uh, I don't like the word normal way, but in a way that makes sense to some extent. But sometimes you do need to do something crazy. Again, crazy, I don't mean something completely destructive or, or even minimally destructive, but something that you wouldn't have expected. Sometimes we need to shock ourselves or we need someone to shock us. Surprises tend to create also a type of renewability where you feel surprised, you feel... But the key is, again, sustaining it. And now is the time. The truth is all year round, this energy is constantly being renewed. But there are times in the year where the cycle, the door opens up, there are, more, there are less layers that block us between body and soul, between your outer static state, the routines, the boredom, the monotony, and the inner tremendous energy that's being renewed every moment. And it's by implementing in your life your spiritual spa. Just like we need to eat and drink and sleep and exercise and other forms of hygiene to keep our bodies healthy, the soul needs as, at least as much, if not more, of that. But it's nourished in different ways. It's nourished through the cognitive, emotional, and behavioral conditioning that allows it to access its tremendous power to be like walking flames that wherever you go, you illuminate, you warm, you transcend, you reach upward, you flicker, you're restless in a healthy way, like the heartbeat, a wave, contraction, expansion, like the breath, exhale, inhale, constant process of renewal. And that in turn, you draw into your body level, the physical, material part of your life, which is simply a vehicle. And if it's a vehicle for so much energy, that vehicle will go along, because all it is is there's an instrument to carry the soul's perpetual energy. And in turn, we affect everyone around us. When you're that way, it's contagious in a good way. It affects someone when they, you, see, you see vibrancy, you see optimism, you see someone dynamic, filled with vitality. It always affects a person around you. 
And may we all inspire each other in that way and have a truly new year on all possible levels, materially and spiritually, in abundance, in health, Blessing for children that those need that, that, that need that. Healthy children. Blessing for healthy relationships. Sustainable ones. Relationships short can use a renewal all the time instead of it becoming also static. How many people talk about, okay, you know, we go through the motions. And it spills over into every aspect of our lives. May we all be blessed. May you be blessed. And above all, healthy. The year where you can express and actualize your greatest potential and soar on its wings. Thank you so much. This has been Simon Jacobson, Meaningful Life Center, MeaningfulLife.com, where you can find this and many other programs. Love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your comments, suggestions. And please share it with others. Let's keep this vibrant and let renew, and we renew through connection through each other musical notes in a dynamic cosmic symphony. Be well and be blessed. Thank you. This program is brought to you by the Meaningful Life Center. Please help us continue our programs. Make even a small contribution at MeaningfulLife.com donate.